Hey, Jamsters. Missed us? Yeah, it's been about like eight days since we've podcasted. Shit, I can't remember the last time we've done a drought that long. Typically in the past during the All-Star break, we'll do some videos or we'll do some analyzation of the All-Star game. And this year, you've seen as the Suns had no All-Stars outside of Kevin Durant, we didn't do one. We didn't do anything. We, we we took a break. Matthew, how did you spend your all-star break? Oh, I went by quick. Um, a lot of nothing. I did watch the all-star game with you, and that was mm-hmm. very boring. Um, so that was probably the worst part ever. of my break. Yeah, it really was. Um, but no, it was just it was strange not being here, man. It was strange not being here with you with the jamsters for such a long time, but it was nice to take a break. Not gonna lie. It's definitely nice to take a break, but I will say this, and I tweeted this out, I think, uh, for those of you who follow me on Twitter, at Darth Voida. I had a work event earlier this week in which there was numerous people from all throughout the country uh, meeting with the CEO of the company. He's doing a road tour. He's going to different locations, and he's talking about the vision of the company as he's new and yada, yada, yada. And afterwards, there's a reception, and we're at the culinary dropout down there on 7th Street, and no one to talk basketball with. No one like you sit there and you kind of casually, you know, you have a beer in your hand and you're kind of shooting the shit and somebody will say something and and you're like, yeah, you know, well, welcome to Phoenix, you know, home of Kevin Durant now. And they're like, okay. Uh, and you're just like, oh man, like I just want to talk basketball with somebody. And that's where I was just like, I, I think that was the moment. I think that was on Tuesday. And I think that was the moment I'm like, I miss doing the podcast. I miss talking to Matthew. I miss the jamsters in the chat. I miss popping on Twitter and talking back and forth with people about anything Suns related. I just <laughs> yeah. realized like nobody fucking watches basketball, dude. No one. I couldn't find one. These people are all, like these. There's somebody from Boston. I'm like, oh, hey, the Celtics. And they're like, yeah. Some guys from really from Charlotte. You know, I'm like, oh, so what do you think about what Michael Jordan's done out there? He's like, don't care. Mm. I'm, like, I'm like, oh, Wow. Okay. You were searching hard, huh? I do. Every person I talked to, I tried to weave in because it's what you do. Like when you're standing around at a party and you're 40 years old, you talk about like sports or the weather or your commute to work. It's like the three things that you can talk about that everyone kind of have in common. And sports is the big one. I speak two languages. I speak English and I speak sports. And I had no one to talk about. So I'm I'm so happy to, <laughs> to see you and see everyone in the in the chat again. God damn. It. Yeah, you know, and I started a little early today. I actually called my friend David. And we talked for two hours about the sun. So I, I just couldn't wait. I mean, there was that Mikhail Bridges interview with uh, J.J. Reddick. Yes. And he was talking about, you know, the trade and all this shit. Hopefully we can stop talking about it. But I was like, damn, I'm sad. I got to talk to somebody. So we spent two hours talking about the Suns and how they'll probably never win a championship. And Katie stop. will never fucking play. Stop, <laughs> stop all of the above. I'm joking. We didn't stop. say that. Stop all of the above, please. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it was it was great to watch basketball tonight. Again, a, a victory for the Phoenix Suns, which is a great way to come out of the break. Know that you're playing like, playing against a pesky Oklahoma City Thunder team, a team that's hovering around 500. I watched them last night as they played against the Utah Jazz because I was that starved for basketball that I actually watched part of a Jazz game. And I was a little worried because SGA is amazing. And then I was very, very surprised that he wasn't playing today with a, an injured ankle. And I'm like, you know what? We'll take it because... Every win right now is so vital for the Suns. I don't know what the final score is on that Kings Clippers game, 
But, you know, that one obviously has seeding implications. We have 21 games left now following this victory against the Thunder. All of these games are very vital to how this team will end up relative to playoff seeding and how Monty Williams is going to manage his rotation. So there's a lot of things to take in when you watch these games now because we are in the we are in the home stretch and the game the 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 season that has been a marathon is now starting to become a sprint. Yeah, it's getting close and the Clippers are it looks like they're going to win that game and they look good. Uh, Clippers look good and of course we come into tonight's game and SGA's out. So frustrating. It's like, what are you supposed to do now with these NBA games? I swear, win them. Fucking, you guys, 90%, I know win them. That's fine. But I want to see these guys play. 90% of these games we come on after that are ESPN or TNT, the other team, we might have a guy out or something, but the other team never has their best player. It's I'm always okay with that it way. right now. I guess what? I know, we're, but we're going to get three more shots at, at the Thunder the rest of the season. Of our 21 games left, we play the Thunder three more times. We're going to get SGA. We'll get him. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't. Yeah, worry. isn't that crazy? Four times after the All Star. Yeah, and we'll have. Yeah, and we'll have KD playing for us. So I'm. I'm okay with. It. I really am. I get what you're saying, but you know what? We've been. We keep talking about stuff like this. Who knows who's gonna fucking play in these games, dude? I'm sorry. It's just. It's annoying to me. I get you, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I'll take. A, I'll tell. I'll. I'll take it for what it is. There's nothing I can do about it. I can just watch, analyze, and have a good time because it's a win. You lose this game. How do you feel? We lost. There was no SGA. Feels a lot worse, I, don't it? I feel, yeah, yeah. I, I don't feel, feel the same actually. I don't feel at all. This game has no feeling to me. <laughs> oh wow! Well, this is gonna be a fun podcast. Good to be back, baby. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to all the jamsters who are hanging energy, out in the chat. Huh? Make sure you hit that thumbs up button if you happen to be doing so on the YouTube. We appreciate it. If you're listening to the podcast, head on over to Apple Podcasts and read uh, or, or, or give us a review and we'll read it yes right here on the podcast we truly appreciate it. in fact we got a new one it's from sons fan edgar he says i've been watching you guys for a while now keep up the great work you always got me laughing at work i was going to leave a review earlier but i was waiting for kd we got kd and can you please play the mikhail drop one more time and you know what for sons fan edgar we'll do it there we go we've done it Suns fans we're moving on we're moving on we're popping open a beer because yeah, we'll it's a friday night matthew's ornery tonight yeah we'll see no yeah, it doesn't just, matter we're yeah. never gonna stop talking about mikhail no we won't he's one of ours yeah oh, we're gonna pop it and after uh the intro brought to you by the basketball podcast network let's talk about mikhail yeah whatever Outlast the Oklahoma City Thunder, beat them, and now move to 33 and 28 on the season, 21 and 10 at home. And it brings me to my first question, Matthew. Matthew, I got to ask. So before the game was uh, commenced tonight, as we waited, knowing that this game was moved to ESPN, most likely because ESPN's like, hey, This is our chance, right? We're going to get KD. They didn't get KD. None of us did. We did see him in shooting around. 
But the Phoenix Suns finalized their 15th roster spot today. They signed Ish Wainwright once again, same thing as last season, where they brought him on, taking him off the two-way, which he had expired. He had utilized all his two-way eligibility, and they brought Ish Wainwright to in to fill the last roster spot. I actually put a poll out earlier in the week, and 1,700 people voted. And I said, how should the Suns fill their 15th and final roster spot? Should they sign Ish Wainwright, sign Saban Lee, sign a free agent, and who would that be? And sign a buyout player, and who would that be? The majority, 40% of the 1,700 votes said sign Ish Wainwright. Matthew, my question for you, was this the right move? Yeah, I think it was the only one after um, Kevin Love's gone. I don't know how much interest the Suns had in Kevin Love, but I know a lot of us Suns fans did. Um, after that was gone, then you had to settle with Ish. I think Ish is the only really option, any other option out there to have as kind of like a big, someone that can hit the three. Um, he was struggling before, and a lot mm-hmm. of Suns fans were like sick of him. But that's the thing. It's like we we give Craig a lot of shit, but he's played probably 70% of the season. He's been really good. Ish has had some really good games for us. He's played a bigger role. It's newer for him. Um, mm-hmm. But he can have games like tonight where he just gives you 10 points, two threes. That's all you really want. So after that, missing out on love sucks. But Ish for sure is a guy that we all love. And the one thing is like the chemistry, man. I think chemistry, chemistry, whatever you want to say about it, who really cares? But I mean, we've been, there's a lot, there's a big turnover rate right now in Phoenix, right? Like there's a lot of guys coming in and out. So it'd be nice to just have a a familiar name for once. I think once you get TJ and you have Ross come off the bench, it's like, let's keep some of these guys familiar just a little bit. And I was kind of, I was okay with it. I don't think any kind of splash that would happen would make me be like, oh, that's who we needed. I think this was just a perfect kind of fit just to stay in Phoenix right now. My thought process was that we needed another backup point guard simply because Chris Paul has worn down in the playoffs and most likely will wear down again in the playoffs. Cameron Payne's coming off of an injury and we'll talk about his performance tonight. Great to have Cameron Payne back. Great to have that energy. I don't know how great it is to have him screaming and yelling, but you know, every team needs that guy. So we got that back. But then you have Saban Lee behind that. And and Saban Lee is a two-way contract. He will not be a part of this postseason roster. So you definitely have plenty of guards. Landry Shamit could do some point stuff. You could do some point book stuff, what have you. But I thought that that was the the need of this team. I saw the signing, and I'm with you. I don't dislike it. because and, And you stole the point, if you will, from me. The continuity of this team is the one thing that's in question. And Monty Williams is going to have his handful over these next 21 games, 22 if you include tonight, starting to manage rotations, figure out how this postseason roster is going to look, define roles. Because even tonight, nothing's defined because 34 minutes and Kevin Durant wasn't playing tonight. It's a big chunk of minutes that isn't going to be available for players like Ish Wainwright. So agreeing with your point, it's the right move. You reward a guy who's done nothing but great things for you. I wouldn't say great, but he's been a good guy on the team. He scored 10 points tonight, as you mentioned. He, uh, How many times do you think he scored 10 or more points this season? Probably zero. It's his third time. Third time? Third time, yeah. He had 17 points against the Atlanta Hawks. He had 13 points against the Indiana Pacers. Uh, and that was on back-to-back nights. It was a back-to-back right before the All-Star break. <laughs> you know, so, I mean... So issues maybe coming on a little bit, but he, he's not gonna he's not gonna get minutes in the playoffs, and that's what you had to ask: is who the Phoenix Suns are going to bring in potentially in the buyout market? Is it somebody who's going to impact the lineup, or does Monty Williams 
have other things up his sleeve to say, you know what? I've got Chris Paul. I've got Cameron Payne. I've got other guards, even Terrence Ross. Like Terrence Ross has provided some, you know, in his short time with us, he's displayed an ability to be a playmaker with the ball. Yeah. And Saban Lee, he's not a guy that's going to be here, you know, in the playoffs. So Mm -hmm. the thing is Derek Rose is out there. I'm pretty sure you were going to talk about him. Um, I, Pretty sure you're interested. You did tweet about how I, I I saw that he was available. Yeah, I saw that their sons talks with Derrick Rose. I was interested, and then like 20 minutes later, they signed Dish Wayne. Right, I'm like, and who cares? But Saban Lee can be dropped because Saban Lee's not going to play anything. So I mean, yeah, but that but the roster's full. He's a two way player. Two way contracts don't count against your 15 man roster. So we, we technically right now have 16 now. people. We have What's 15 that? guys. We, we have 16 spots filled right now. We have we have 15 rotation players who can go to the playoffs we have 16 total players on the team okay yeah i think that's how it goes someone in the chat tell us bummer bummer city so who do you want to talk about first in this one matthew oh let's talk about your decision katie let's talk about devin booker okay devin booker it is big dick booker Devin Booker, 36 minutes played tonight, 9 of 21 from the field. He had 25 points. He had six rebounds. He had eight assists to lead all Phoenix Suns. He was one <laughs> of seven from beyond the arc, but that one is the three-pointer that set the franchise record for most three-pointers ever made by a Phoenix Suns, surpassing your favorite, Stephen Nash of Canada. Oh, Steven. Oh, Steven. Oh, how sweet. Steven. How sweet it is. You think in the back of Booker's mind, he's like, I got to get that three to beat the record. That's why he just kind of had a shitty first half a little bit, maybe. Maybe that's what it was. Because honestly, I thought he was kind of playing his own game out there where he looked just kind of like an individual out there, not really playing within the offense. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that, but then it got a little bit better. I'm like, is he sharing the ball? Hold on. Let me look at the box score. Eight he assists? Really is. <laughs> Do I know how to watch basketball? Am it's I in a grumpy mood tonight? I don't know what's going on, dude. Uh, but it was a pretty solid performance to end the night. Box score looks okay, but you can just tell this whole team is kind of in disarray right now. They don't know what they're doing out there a lot of the times. Um, when you're playing a Thunder team without SGA, how much can you take from it? They don't even have a center out there. So then when you go to DA stuff, it's like, who knows? So, I mean, it's going to be a while for Buck to get back into things. Um, he had that one really good game before the break. Now 25 points. It didn't look like a Booker game still. He still looks like he's struggling. Um, I would give him a few extra games, and then KD comes back. They got to figure that out. So mm-hmm. right now, man, it's it's a upward, upward battle because Booker, to me, didn't really stick out as a superstar tonight. Um, I think it's going to take some time, but it's just the whole KD thing kind of overshadows. Like coming into these games when KD's not going to play and he's not playing yet, it's kind of hard to like digest that and just be like, damn, like I love this team and I love Booker, but it's just hard to think about like we have KD over there on the bench and he's not playing. So like it's almost like I can only get up like 70% for these games. Love the Suns, love Booker. But now that KD's there, it's like I want to see KD play. I want to see him play with Devin Booker, but I'm just like a bigger KD fan now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, of I just want to see like how dominant because Right now, this team just doesn't look good behind Booker as your superstar. And maybe it was just tonight's game, but it's like if you're going to count on this team to actually win anything, and what if we had the team beforehand, before the trade? Mm-mm, it just didn't look good. So now that you're thinking about KD the whole game, it's 
it's hard for me to focus sometimes. I'm like, share the ball, Booker. Oh, eight assists. Never mind. I'm sorry, man. How much have you smoked tonight? Nothing, dude. That's an evil presence is in here tonight or something. I yeah, don't know what's the going Suns on. The Sun scored 29 points in the first quarter, 36 in the second, 29 in the third, and 30 in the fourth. They scored 124 points tonight, man. Like, yeah, against Evan the Booker team. Didn't, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not a, complaining against, about the against game. a pesky Thunder team that is just under three five hundred and is most likely going to be in the playoffs is a team that's young, athletic, doesn't stop coming at you, and they're five out. So they're just a weird team to play against, right? So yeah, yeah. Devin Booker didn't care. He still ended with 25 points. He didn't carry the team across the finish line, but he he's got 25. You got 16 from CP3. You got 15 from Makogi. You got 14 from Aiden and Cameron Payne. You got 10 from Ishwain. It was a team victory tonight. That's what I like to see. I'm glad that this team came out after knowing that you do have KD sitting over there. And you don't and, and you're not doing a bunch of hero ball with Devin Booker cuz yeah, you're right. He he wasn't efficient tonight, but he had six rebounds. He had eight assists in this game. He was doing everything he could, and and, and he really did it in the third quarter when he started. You're right at the in the first half. In the first, <laughs> look at your face. You just oh, me in the comments. You, you look you look like uh the the I'm Mister Mang Miser. I'm Mister One Hundred and One. Is they that from the seventies? What is that? Miser. It's that Rudolph fucking Christmas special. Oh, yeah. Saves the I baby like every New time Year. You do that. I have no idea what you're talking about. Like when you like, pull oh, off yeah, your earphones, it. like your ears pop out, like the baby New Year in that thing, and you're just like, <laughs> yeah. cool. <laughs> you know, dude. but I, I think that you know, again, I, I, I'm with you that Devin Booker didn't look great tonight relative to him making shots, but the shots he was taking were good shots. It's the threes that killed his efficiency. He was one of seven from beyond the arc. If he takes zero threes in this game, right, he goes eight of 14 from the field. So, I mean, of his 25 points, only three of them came from beyond the arc. So I just think yeah. that it's it. what I noticed is the first time that Monty Williams left him in for almost the entire first quarter. He played 11 minutes in the first quarter. So that tells me Monty's almost got him back. Devin's feeling almost well enough back to be playing in his normal rotational spots, which is ideal. That's exactly what you want for Katie to come in. Because guess what, folks? Katie's going to play next Wednesday. He's going to play we'll see. in Charlotte. Five in the afternoon, and he's not going to be going out there and playing 36 minutes right off the bat. They're going to be have him on a minute restrictions as well as he integrates himself into this offense. And we have yeah. to get that. So it's like we have to go through these stages. And if you're winning games along the stages, there's no reason to be grumpy, Matthew. No, I'm not grumpy. I think this whole game was just weird. So, first of all, like there's no KD, no SGA. So then I'm just kind of a little disappointed. I know KD wasn't going to play. I don't know who said he was going to play tonight anyways, like beforehand. Like, oh, he's playing Friday. And like they're like, oh, maybe Wednesday. I'm like, well, who even said he was going to play Friday? So I'm not taking this game out. I'm not taking anything out on the Suns tonight. I'm really not. I'm just saying right now this team is just – they have a lot to work to do. I think that's the stress in my mind right now is just thinking about how much they have to deal with going into the playoffs with 21 games left. And but I'm one just kind of stressed time, out. Right? I know it's one game at a time. And they won. For sure. Yeah, they won. They won. And that's that's all that matters right now. I'm just saying, like, I just keep thinking about the West and how hard it's going to be, and there's yeah, a lot well, on this team right now. I get you, man. I'm right there with you. But shit, enjoy the ride, dude. <laughs> like, we're going to well, be disappointed nice in the game. playoffs. I'm not going just... to enjoy these games where these guys fucking rest on the bench, dude. I wanted to beat them with SGA. I want to see what all the fuss is about. I just did. We'll see. And like I said at the top of the pod, yeah, we'll, we'll see. see we'll see the fuss. Trust me. It's coming. Like, 
and then we're going to be pissed off because he's going to beat us because he's going to go out there and he's going to get 35 yes. points and he's going to have 17 of those come at the fucking free throw line. And I'm sure that you'll talk about the subreddit stakeout, but I'm sure the Oklahoma City Thunder subreddit was pissed off with all the calls because, I mean, the Suns were getting all the calls in the front oh, end of this yeah, game. Oh, yeah, that's all it was. Yeah. That's I mean, all I, it was. I was watching the game. I'm like, oh, this is going to be one of those games. You know, because at, at when everything was said and done, the Phoenix Suns shot 32 th- free throws in this game to the uh, to the Thunder's 24. So it's, you know, it's it's one of those things where you, you you're happy because you got a victory, but at the same time you know the that they, it, for all the games that we didn't get the free throws, where we only had 12 free throws, like I'll take <laughs> it. The contact was happening. Yeah. We were finally getting some veteran calls. It felt like Kevin Durant sitting on the bench is finally what swayed the referees to go okay. We'll give you guys some respect. It wasn't Chris Paul. It's not Devin Booker, but we got KD now. So they're like, okay, we're going to give you guys a little bit more respect in this game. Yeah, even a Kogi was getting calls, but they yeah. were getting calls without him being touched. And I kind of felt bad for OKC. I'm like, damn, dude, like they're we're getting away with a lot of stuff tonight. And I I hate that side of it because it happens to us. It used to happen to us a lot. But when we get the calls and I'm just kind of like, what? I kind of feel bad, but then it's just part of the game, man. It's no, all I don't feel rigged. I never feel bad. I never feel bad. I feel bad too many for times, too many times. Well, you got to take a, you know, you got to take a gummy or something and, and turn that frown upside down <laughs> or something because like too many times we've, we've been the victim of it. So yeah. tonight I will take it. I will be happily take advantage that the Phoenix suns. And as you mentioned, Josh Akogi was attacking. The one thing I'll talk about before we, before we move on with Devin Booker, the thing that I did like to see tonight was his distribution because yeah. again, I let off this podcast talking about how I felt the Phoenix Suns should have addressed in the buyout market their roster need of a, a backup point guard. But when Kevin Durant joins this team, and I know when, when the fuck is he going to be here? And everyone's like, oh, when's he going to be? Is it Tuesdays and Wednesdays the next fucking Friday? I don't fucking care. But when he when he's here, you're going to have an opportunity to have Chris Paul, Devin Booker, or Kevin Durant on the floor at all times. At all times through the entire 48 minutes of the game, one of those guys, in theory, could be on the floor. And all of them can play make. And that's what's going to negate that backup to the backup point guard, in my opinion, is seeing Devin Booker do that tonight, see him go for those eight assists, set up uh, Josh Kogi in the corner with Ish Wainwright for a three, seeing those kind of plays reminded me, it's like, oh yeah, that's a part of, of this roster. That's an aspect of this team moving forward that will be productive is you can sit there and you can run any one of those guys out. You can have... You want all three on the court to start the game and all three on the court to end the game. But during the middle of the game, you can have one or two of them on there and the other guy resting and you're going to be okay. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, a lot of this is it's hinging on injuries. Like that's really all it is, right? Every team in the NBA can say every team's going through right now. So, yes. So let's talk about Josh Okogi. Josh. Josh Okogie is continuing to make his case for the starting three on this team. Tonight, he goes, he's 32 minutes, he's 4 of 10 from the field, 2 of 7 from beyond the arc, has 15 points, all of which were in the first half, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, but once again, we saw how important he can be. His his offensive rebounding, they were talking, were you watching the ESPN broadcast of the Bally's? Yeah, I was. Court? It was hilarious. Okay, okay. Yeah. so I was watching Bally's. Maybe that's why I'm I'm in a better mood because you're watching ESPN. It probably was. No, it was funny. Richard Jefferson had me laughing. Like I was crying sometimes. He was funny tonight. That's how you know you're wrong. He took his shirt off on air. Did he really? Yeah. yeah, He took his shirt off on air 
and I think he got suspended for like one one night or something because he wasn't there the next night. He just fucking unbuttoned his shirt and walked around. It was the funniest thing ever. No, that that happened like a couple weeks ago. Tonight he was just giving JJ okay. Reddick some shit. And that was okay. funny, man. Well, I didn't even I didn't even uh, tune into that. But one thing that they were talking about on the uh, what K Ray was talking about on the Bally Sports Podcast broadcast was offensive rebounding rate that Josh Kogi has is a ten point nine percent, and like this isn't the timeline podcast. I'm not going to break down what that means because I don't know as well as those guys would know. But I do know that it's a number that's typically where like DeAndre Ayton should be living at 10% offensive rebounding rate. And that's what he does. He forces the issue. He was getting to the line. And I just, I really liked again, once again, what I saw from Josh Akogi tonight. And I think that, like I've said previously, he plays bigger than he is. And I know that the starting small forward position is most likely going to be something that Monty Williams experiments with in theory based on matchup. But man, you got to give it up for a Kogi, man. Yeah, the matchup thing has to go. I think a Kogi is just a starter. Um, the thing is, like, you can't go back and forth. You got to figure out who's going to come off your bench. If it's Craig, let him settle into the bench role, man, because he's played exactly. so long as a starter. You can't go back and forth with these guys. And you can see there's going to be some kind of frustration in between the two, mostly Craig, because a Kogi is quickly like the Suns fans' favorite right now. And you can't yep. stop him. He's doing everything on the court that. I don't know, man, that he's supposed to do, but plus more. I, plus I just more. don't I don't understand the guy where he came from and where he just someone says something in the in the chat where his handles didn't look too good. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, man, the one man fast break he has, I know he missed that layup with but he split the double team or what yeah. split the two guys, got right to the rim. This guy just he can take over. And I, I want him to have the ball more. Um I just opposing teams are gonna have issues trying to yes. box this guy out. It's a perfect guy to have in there that just sneaks around everybody. Everyone loses track of him, and he gives you second chances. Yes, so he's um, an awesome guy to have as your starting uh, three or four, just or three or two, whatever. Just throw him in there. I don't yeah, even know no. anymore. <laughs> Small three. forward. Yeah, there yeah, you go. The three. Yeah, I, I concur with everything that you stated. His energy levels, his his willingness to force the issue, his ability to force the issue his tenacity, all of these adjectives that you utilize when you describe Josh Akogi's game are the X factor. You know, his Twitter handle, I believe, is nonstop. 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 Yeah. Call me nonstop. That's what it is. Yeah. And that's what he is. And I talked about it before the season. We did our season preview and our, our player previews on brightsideofthesun.com. And I got Josh Akogi and I looked at him and I was analyzing his game and everything that he did in Minnesota. And that's who he was. Not offensively, though. It wasn't offensively. It was all defensively. And you saw that this guy has the ability to change a game if he's allowed the opportunity to. Now, that being said, he had a lot of opportunity in Minnesota, especially his rookie season. You know, 2018-19, he came in the league the same year as DeAndre Ayton. And he played. he started 52 of the 74 games. And, you know, 7.7 .7 points, nothing crazy. 27.9 from beyond the arc. And then the next year was 26.6, then 26.9, then 29.8. So every year coming into his career, coming into Phoenix, he's been sub 30% from beyond the arc. That's nasty too. It's yeah. nasty. Yeah. So that was always the issue. And I said it in my, in my preseason article, I go, Josh Akogi is Alfred Payton 
That's who he is. He's a younger version of Alfred Payton. He doesn't distribute nearly as much. He's more of a rebounder than Alfred Payton, but Elton, Alfred Payton could rebound. And you take a look at him this year, and not including this game, but he sees 6.3 points on 34.9% from beyond the arc. And he's really, uh, it's got to be the fact that he put the mask on. I think that's what it is. I honestly think, like, I don't yeah, know what no. put the mask on, but if, if I go through and I look, like, uh, he was inactive on the 19th of um, January against the Brooklyn Nets. And that might be when he had like gotten hurt. And then he came back and that's 11 games ago, not including tonight. And he's 11.7 points per game since then in 11 games. And he's shooting 45% from beyond the arc. And then you factor in what he did tonight. The guy has just been a revelation. And you're starting to wonder, is this a blip or is this a trend? And if this is a trend, watch out. Cause this, the, he's the X factor. Like he's the kind of guy that can go out and win you a fucking series, right? Like, Devin Booker's going to do Devin Booker things. KD's going to do KD things. Chris Paul's going to break the fuck down. And DeAndre Ayton can, can really, has a lot of opportunity. But it's people like Josh Kogi who can really swing a series, man. Yeah, and usually those guys, like, they'll um, they'll be kind of out of control sometimes, and they might be like, you know, just, oh, it's, don't do that. Oh, foul. Like, what are you doing? Come on. But this guy doesn't give you a headache. He just, he takes care of his own business on the court, and he does it in a way where, it's kind of fluid, dude, and I think that he can get around guys like 15 and 7 tonight. I mean, that was Mikhail Bridges' numbers for most yeah. of the time, right? You're, you're so absolutely He's putting right. up Mikhail's numbers. Yes, he is. The way he can actually get in there and grab those boards is something that Mikhail couldn't do. Mikhail's super long, super lanky. Like The thing is, Joshua Kogi, he is smaller, obviously. like He's the same size as Booker, but he plays bigger. He can mm-hmm. out-jump DeAndre Ayton for those offensive boards if he wants to or grab those defensive boards if he wants to. He wants it. And... uh just moving forward, man, this isn't anything that's going to be, you know, that's going to slow down. It, I mean, nonstop for sure. It's going to keep going straight towards the playoffs, into the playoffs. I just believe that. I believe it. It's not one of those I things where too. it's like, you know, DeAndre, when he gets going, it's like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, but then the whole thing is with DeAndre, it's like, it's situated around the offense. Like, a Kogi can just go get his, and it's going to mm-hmm. be every night. Um, I'm excited, man. He's absolutely a fan favorite. And I think 100%. he's going to be a guy, like you said, that can win you a game. He just definitely can. He's going to make that one or two, the two or three plays for you in, in that really crucial game. Is it interesting that Josh Akogi's rise has occurred during Damon Lee's demise? Doesn't because Damon Lee, you know, like Damon Lee was like kind of like the fan favorite, right? He was shooting 48.3% from beyond the arc. And then in like the last 11 games, he's shooting. 23.1% from beyond the arc. He's attacking the rim wildly, whereas before he was just a spot-up shooter. And I I won't even say, like, I get that he needs to attack the rim because that's gone. Like, Booker's back. Chris Paul's back. Like, I get when he was trying to attack the rim a little bit in their absence. <laughs> yeah. But he just needs to spot, be a spot-up shooter. It's like, why can't just both those guys be fucking badass? I know. And, like, he's just doing too much still. Um, yes. The thing is, like, when these guys took on the bigger responsibility with all those minutes – Due to injuries, um, there was two guys, him and I think Jock, they kind of fell off in a way. You know, yeah, they, they looked good time. in the beginning, but they both kind of fell off. And I think with Lee just sitting there, like the one three he made tonight, I was like, there you go, shoot it. Yes. And it went in. Like, I'm like, just do that. If you go two for five, or you go three for seven, or one for four, or something like, I don't care. You come in to shoot. There's defensive stuff thrown out there on Twitter. I don't care. I, I didn't think we were going to get defense when Lee came here. I thought we were just going to get that championship experience, 
the three-point shooter. That's all I cared about, yeah, man. Like, that's all I want. anything else. That's all I need from him. Yeah. I, I don't need him. And, and here's the disadvantage, right? It's like, he's not the greatest of defenders, okay? He's no. not the worst. You take a look at, like, the defensive rating, and it's tough to truly come up with a metric to define defense because every player has to play against different players and different levels of players and a center is different than a guard, what have you. But he's like the seventh or, or sixth best defender by defensive rating on the team. He's like a 106.4 uh, points per possession on defense. So he's not horrible, but then you have someone like Josh Okogie and he just, he just makes you, he makes you uh, forget about Damian Lee and Matthew Joyce is right. He said, you just got to play through it at this point. And yeah. The, ch- the challenge for Damian Lee is I don't know how as these rotations start to shrink again, we got 21 games left Jamsters as these rotations start to shrink. Damian Lee might get popped out because he's not being productive and he's not a great defender and he's not hitting his threes. It's like, we've seen this before. It was Landry Shamit. Damian Lee is becoming Landry Shamit. Is it just the name Shamit? No, you're totally right. He is. But the thing is, I think, with Shamit, it was like, no, you're you're right. I was gonna say something, but I'm like, you know what? He isn't shooting like we wanted Shamit to do. So yeah, that's exactly he was what he's shooting. We who was shooting like Shamit want we wanted. He was he's still like a 44 percent free th- uh, three point shooter. Yeah, and people bring that up. Well, he shoots 44 percent from the field. I'm like, yeah, but his last 11 games is 23 percent, 23.1. And what did he end up shooting tonight? He was one for four. One so there, three. so there you go. That's twenty five percent, or we was one for three, so that's thirty three percent. So that might have bumped it a little bit. But again, just just keep an eye on that, Jamsters, as as we navigate these last times, like or these last few games. I just don't know how much like Damian Lee might fade into the mist, and because we're gonna ask for is, the other Lee, maybe we might want the other Lee to come in. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna get you to might, that point. or Landry Shamit will come back from injury, and then it'll yeah. be, okay, we'll give him another go. Let let him do it again. So, a uh, quick shout out to Ozzy's Suns Fan Podcast in the chat. Says Nate just wants a live mention, guys. Hook him up. He said, I've never gotten a live shout out on one of these live shows like you guys. I don't know what Nate's talking about. We talk about him all the time, but uh, cheers to you, Ozzy. Who the fuck I is know- Nate, dude? He's Nate Dog, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's, 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 he's one of the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the rough riders or the regulators. Mount up. But uh, here, here's to you, Nate. I know you guys are all drinking Sorry. a Singapore or something. So on that note, here's an ad from DraftKings. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. I do this like every night. I go and I bet a three-legged parlay on a random NBA game, and if I don't win, I get a bet back. It's making money or losing it unless I win it. You know what I mean. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions applied. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Hope everyone enjoyed that. That, that was, was a, awesome, dude. Me and oh Matthew shooting hoops eating. at, at Paradise Valley Community <laughs> College. We're, we're so good at basketball, bro. We're so good at basketball. But we're not as good as this guy. Hey, watch. 
All right, DeAndre Ayton tonight, 14 points, 11 total rebounds, 6 of 11 from the field in 31 minutes played. Had one steal, had a couple blocks as well, and I was really impressed with those blocks. Those were like some, like, I don't know, did you watch the Sixers and the Grizzlies game last I did, night? Yeah, yeah. I did too. Did you see that block that fucking Embiid put on John Moran? Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, Moran was trying to like crowd surf the whole uh, last two <laughs> minutes of the game every time he had the ball. What is he doing? That's, just <laughs> That's what he jaw. always tries to do. That's just jaw. Fucking lose every game because of that. <laughs> and uh, it was, yeah, that was fantastic. And like, DeAndre didn't go to that level, but he, like, the two blocks that he had were pretty monstrous. What did you see from DA tonight? Um, It was good. I mean, I don't have a whole lot on him tonight. I really don't. I think it was good. The blocks were awesome. Um, I think that his shot looked good, but he was kind of just a little short on few. He was talking to the rest a lot more tonight. I did notice that, mm-hmm. which is always nice. Maybe KD was helping him out on that. I did notice in his last interview when they talked about after the shoot around they had, the two-hour scrimmage they had, yes, where there were some smiles. They were pretty excited what they had on the court. Mm-hmm. He did talk about, you know, it's a different atmosphere out there. Um, they're not as serious. I mean, they're not as f- – no, no more funny games, whatever he said. And uh, uh, you like my quotes, whatever he said. I just make oh, sure. Don't worry. Don't, don't worry. I got the quotes. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, there was a lot taken from that practice. And it's going to be interesting how he moves forward with this team because – Right now, it's it is all seriousness. It is about just winning and improving, mm-hmm. going in early. That way, you can play with KD. That way, you can, you know, practice with him. Going in early, even though, like, if if you're on time, you're late. That's the way it is now yes. with this team, right? If you're yes. on time, you're late. So it's business, baby. He has a lot to get used to, man. He might grow up before our eyes. Tonight was just a decent game. I think mm-hmm. we're all looking forward to him playing with KD. So the quotes that you're referencing, obviously, the Phoenix Suns had. Uh, what what many were describing as the most intense practice since training camp. And DeAndre Ayton was at, interviewed afterwards. He said, everyone's competitive juices have risen a little bit. And there's less smiles and there's more seri- seriousness. Good. Because the, the guy who's going to benefit, in my personal opinion, the most from all of this KD integration is DeAndre fucking Ayton. And here's what I noticed tonight. Okay, I'm, I did a parlay, just as I mentioned during the uh, the DraftKings ad, I like to put together little three-legged parlays because if you use the same game parlay opportunity and you opt in, if you if you miss your bet, you're going to get like up to $10 back on that bet. So I had a bet tonight that it was Devin Booker over three and a half assists, Chris Paul over nine and a half points, and DeAndre Ayton 20 plus points. So he ended with 14. So that being said, like I was very tuned in to what... DeAndre was doing and that's one of the fun things Jamsters if you live in a state where you can bet on games it's fun to throw a dollar who fucking cares throw a dollar on DA's points or something because you're going to force yourself to watch him put put three dollars on Chris Paul's assist and all of a sudden you're going to notice how he navigates the offense and tries to set players up and you get really pissed when guys don't hit shots when they're wide open but what I noticed with DA is the respect that he still gets this is a team with the Oklahoma City Thunder that are a little undersized and they like to play a little bit of that five out, but they were squeezing DA every possession in the fourth quarter. So if there's anyone who's out there's like 14 points, you know, and no KD and, you know, blah, blah. It's like, no, man. Like the Suns were trying to get in the ball. Josh Kogi had a turnover where he's trying to get it to the interior. They just, they were squeezing every time down the floor, they were squeezing DA and not allowing any mm. entry passes to him because they were afraid of him. Sure. I yes. thought he was running away from the ball again in the last no, I didn't no. want to talk about it. He no, was no. running away so what, from the ball. So what he did, so what he do, he's he'd come up, he'd he'd get a pin down on offense. And then 
Chris Paul would come up and he'd try to get him the ball, but you'd have a uh, a weak side defender coming behind him. So he'd run up to Chris Paul, he'd set a screen, and then he'd roll to the other side, and then Chris Paul would always roll away from him, and then DA would end up on the weak side. It happened like four times. Trust me on this. You know he, what's yeah? He tried to integrate him into the play. That didn't work. He tried to set a screen and do a screen roll. Chris Paul just doesn't look him. He looks the other way, and then he just goes to the weak side, and then he's waiting for mm-hmm. the, and then he comes out and he does it again. Like he did it like four or five times. You know, it's going to be nice when we have KDs. That way we can stop talking about whether DA is in position to get the ball or they're passing the ball in the post. Like, it's going to be so nice to stop talking about that. I feel like it's, yes. going, to, it's going to fade away, I think, right? Um, just, but, like uh, eight, just like eight shots. What about – yes, exactly. What about his comments, though? Did you like his comments about, like, coming in early and then also, like, just the mood yes. there? Yes. You like it? A hundred percent. So it just shows you he really just never tried, and that the reason that we no, traded, I f- Mikhail's his fault, right? Because he I, never tried to be that superstar next to Booker. No, I feel like when Mikhail was there and DeAndre Ayton's there and campaigns there, you have the goofy guys in the classroom, right? Like you have the serious older guys, right? Like Chris Paul, Devin Booker. You know these guys who are out there and they're they're all about they're sitting in the front row and they're crunching the numbers. And then you got the class clowns in the back who are just trying yeah. to have a good time. And I feel like with Mikhail left, he DeAndre Ayton, and you bring in Kevin Durant, you're bringing in somebody who is going to be sitting in the front of the row too. And all of a sudden, you know, third period uh, economics just got a little bit more serious. And you're realizing, and this is the maturity process for the young center, is he's going to realize, like, from a business standpoint, like, this is – these are guys who are on the last legs of their career. They're trying to c- cement their legacy. And, you know, you guys are just like, well, you know, you're doing the, 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 the gritty and stuff. Like, no one cares, you know? So it's like, I think that it's him having that realization. He's like, shit, school's like in session, bro. Like, yeah, it's time yeah. to go to school. And he, he always had that with Chris Paul. But the difference is Kevin Durant occupi- occupies and can occupy the same space as UDA. You know, Chris Paul's a little point guard. You're never going to be that. But now you got Kevin Durant, who's taller than you and is more agile and is dedicated. And you're like, oh, shit. You know? Yeah, no. Good, bad, or different. That's my observation. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad take by me. I think that um, I love I love um his interviews. They're always just very honest. And I love that part about him. And he is still young. This is his fifth year as a center. So he's going to grow for sure. Um, That's awesome. I, I really think it's awesome. But I'm just saying. It just does show you that, you know what, like now that he, he has to take this seriously, it's just kind of hard to hear. I'm not, I'm going to be honest. It's probably a bad take. Why? But it's, it's, it's hard to hear from me. Why? Because if you he want were to, be to like take this shit seriously, no, he can be that guy, but work on your fucking game. Get better. That way we don't have to bring KD here. That way we can rely on you in the future years to where KD gets old. Like, oh, who do we have next to book? Now we got to find someone else because he's not the guy. So that that's what I thought about when he said that stuff. And I love his interviews. I really do. I like his personality. I do. It's fine. But I'm just saying the reason this trade happened mostly is because his game was never worked on. He never gave a shit like Booker or McHale. So that's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I get you there. But don't you see this as a positive now? Because it's like, shit, now this is what's oh, yeah, going to yeah. mold yeah. him into the player that he needs to be. Yeah. No, I yeah. Let's so. see it. Let's see it. Let's see it. We I mean, it's his so. last... And, and- He's had a bunch of guys to play with him, man. Like these guys, they're 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 the real deal. Think about that though. Think about that if you're DeAndre Ayton, man. Like, there's no fucking excuses. No, you come onto a team and you got Devin Booker. Then they bring in Chris fucking Paul, and now you got Kevin Durant. Like, 
shit, man. That's like the best case scenario. That's like yeah, but he doesn't 2K. think that he doesn't think the same thing. I don't care about the game. I'm just saying on the how court, do you know though, what? How do you does, know what he thinks? Because we can see it. It unfolds on the court. We see the same shit he does every year. It's the same fucking shit. And I'm sorry, I'm cursing because I don't have addiction. I'm just saying this is this is the same guy. So if if I'm this is not a negative. I'm just saying this is not negativity towards him. I'm just saying this is his last opportunity for sure. But it's just one of those things. It's like fuck, dude. We've been battling about this guy for the last five years, and yes, we're right. He didn't take it as seriously as these guys, and for that reason, we had to trade our. But that, fucking but, but see, team. that's I don't agree with that. You can't say that. You think we would have KD anyways? No, you're gonna trade Mikhail because Mikhail has an amazing value. Like it's a great contract. Oh, okay. What's that? Is that the passive aggressive? Oh, okay. Thing you're just no, no, no. I just I don't think that DeAndre's <laughs> lack of production equates to Mikhail being gone. I think Mikhail's okay. the way that he steps up and stepped up made him more desirable, and that's what got us KD. Right, yeah. Like, how's no, it DeAndre Ayton's fault that Mikael Bridges got traded? I don't understand. That. I, I don't just, I just explained it. It's just because. But I don't see. But I don't see the correlation. I don't. I just don't see it. Okay, listen. Just I'll say it one more time. Okay. NBA took this game seriously as Booker. Okay. And he did improve every year. Uh-huh. He became better. Uh-huh. Then Mikael wouldn't have been traded because we would have had these young guys as a core, where you know KD might have been went to Memphis. But Memphis is like, no, we want to keep JJJ. We but, don't want to get rid of. But these Kevin guys. Durant said, "I want to go to Phoenix." So it doesn't matter. Exactly, it doesn't matter. They're gonna trade. Okay. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't agree in any way, shape, or form. Kevin Durant's like, I want to play with Devin Booker. So they're not gonna be like, we're shipping you to Memphis. Like, we should be happy that Mikael Bridges played the way that he did and got himself traded. So we have Kevin Durant. Should yeah. Not? No, not? I mean we had to now for sure. We had to make the move. Would you rather DeAndre Ayton was traded? Is that what you're saying? No, no. I'm saying I would rather just have DeAndre Ayton as a real future. But wow. he does. How does he not? Okay, because he okay, said this is this said, last thing because I know a lot it, of people are getting annoyed because he said like they were they weren't smiling in practice. No, it's oh my god, dude. Like this well, not everything I just said doesn't make any sense it, at all. Exactly, it makes zero sense to me. Because because DeAndre Ayton did not take this game seriously. He's not really a baller like like um Which like game? Cameron Johnson the, the, like the game against the Thunder tonight like the like like Devin Booker like no I'm talking about his whole career. Okay. So our focus was when we got DeAndre Ayton, and I know everyone's gonna leave. I don't give a fuck. Our whole f- <laughs> no our, 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 whole, <laughs> our whole thing was DeAndre Ayton and Booker our future right. If they if he actually gave a shit like Booker, and I'm not saying he would have to have been a different player, then we wouldn't have this issue where we'd have to bring in all these guys to help us win anything. We could have had Mikhail, we could have had Cameron Johnson to win it. We could have counted on DeAndre Ayton for the future. So you're telling me if KD ends up being hurt, never played, let's just say he never plays, mm-hmm. or he plays maybe two more years mm-hmm. with the Suns, and we're like, well, we still have Booker and Ayton. You really trust Ayton still with this team? Knowing that now, like, oh, hey, now I got to play hard. Now Kevin Durant's here. Now I got to give a fuck. Like, I can now hope. I actually have to be a future. Yeah. I can hope the guy's, what, 23, 24 <laughs> years old? Like He can. He can. You know? What That's was Devin Booker when he was 23 years old? Throwing mm-hmm. the ball into the... He, we Devin knew Booker was booked, dude. Yeah, we, we knew, knew Booker he had the ability. We knew he had the ability, but we knew that he had flaws. Just like we know DeAndre Ayton has the ability, but he has flaws. And he's working through those flaws. 
and he's still a double double machine. You yeah. know, so 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 he okay. does put forth a good effort. We just need to. I don't know. He does. My whole thing was like, we. I'm just done. I'm not. I'm. I'm a big Aiden fan. I am. I'm just saying the reason that we hadn't make this trade. I don't know. What am I going to do with this again? How does it not make sense? I I like I vaguely get what you're saying, but it's it's, it's like it's not. It doesn't correlate. You're, there's too many other variables in there. You know what I'm saying? If like David. If if um if Aiden gave a fuck, he would have been no seriously. If he would have gave a but fuck, but it's the same thing with like Chris Paul, in, right? Like if Ricky Rubio was better, we could have kept him. But Chris Paul wanted to be here, so we traded for him. Like no, I'm talking Kevin about the Durant wanted to be here. You're not going to say no to Kevin Durant. It's it's not about needing something or wanting something. Kevin Durant wanted to be here because he wanted to be a part of this. Has nothing to do with Aiden was good, bad, or gave a shit. Has nothing to do with it. He wanted to be here because of Devin fucking Booker. So he Aiden forced his gave way a here. Sh- who cares? No, I, I understand. I understand we have, I understand we got KD because KD wants to be here. Yeah. But I'm just but going into the season, no one thought Suns had a chance to win a championship, right? Because Aiden never got better. Because it's like we need another superstar next to Booker, but that had to be Aiden. That was our chance to actually have this core together and win it the right way, right? The right way that Giannis does. That was the only way to do it. But now we have to bring in KD and all these superstars because he can't trust Aiden. That's all I'm saying. But he's have he's like averaging career high in points. I know now he is. Yeah. What do you mean he now comes, he is? I don't understand. We're so flippity floppity on this dude. Well, yeah, because he's flippity floppity. <laughs> Which is I my know. Point. <laughs> oh, dude, none of that. The last twenty, we didn't even talk about Cameron Payne coming back. <laughs> we haven't yet. We haven't even got there. DeAndre Ayton had a decent game, and you had to spend twenty minutes on telling me why you didn't like him again. Uh, substitution patterns. This is one thing I really want to talk about moving forward uh, in over these last 20 games because this is going to be very telling for what Monty Williams is going to be doing. And the first thing that he did, do you know who the first guy who got subbed in this game was? Uh, was it? Um, ah, no, it wasn't. First guy subbed in the game. Man, a dog, you this guy's a gangster. His real name is Terrence. Terrence. He's the home of both parents. Terrence. Terrence have a real good marriage. Terrence Ross got the yeah. first for the first nod. He came in for Tory Craig. Uh, and kudos to Ross for hitting that quarter three buzzer beater, man. That's why I had to play the drop right there. Just because I'm like, dude, he hit a quarter three buzzer beater. Look great. But it was interesting that then Ish Wainwright came in over TJ Warren. So does like the war machine already have a short circuit? Like what's going on there? We didn't see it. We didn't see oh. TJ Warren tonight. And what's interesting again is, you know, Dave King put together a, a, a survey, if you will, who's the best, who's the fifth best player on the Suns right now. We know who the top four is, you know, even though Matt Matthew doesn't think Deandre is in the top four. The, <laughs> <laughs> not what i said <laughs> rip my shirt off <laughs> like richard jefferson <laughs> walk or just walk around go take a piss again <laughs> but uh but so you know dave king put a thing out to all the bright side writers and said, hey rank everybody from 1 to 15 1 to 16 17 on this roster at that point and uh tj warren came in fifth for everybody and sb nation voted fifth the fifth best player on the on the team's not even fucking playing, Matthew. What the fuck's up with that? Yeah, I mean, leave it to Monty, right? To do stuff like this where, you know, he has his favorite players and his players he plays every other game. Like Bismack didn't play either tonight, right? But TJ, you could just see him on the on the court on the bench, just the like bench, sitting there yeah. like, what the fuck? Like you, the what I was reading from that when he's just sitting there looking at the ground, like 
So I'm back in Phoenix, <laughs> but I'm not playing again. This is the weirdest fucking team right now. Like, is what Ryan is going McDonough on? running the show, or <laughs> yeah, he's is Earl Watson my coach. Why was I excited to come back? But he'll play next game, I think. I think the one thing with Ross and him when they did play together it didn't look good at all. I think it you, did can only, not. you can you can only have Ross or Warren on the on the floor. And, separate, and the answer times. is the answer Ross or is the answer Warren? Ross has he's more of a facilitator of the I offense. He can shoot the three ball better. He's called his nickname's the Human Torch, and like. TJ Warren, like Hayda or Zero says, he kind of seems slow and injured. I don't know. Like, he's fine, but it's just, he's like a plug and play. Like, you don't ask a lot from him either. You just know he can score. Um, I don't know what he's waiting for. If he doesn't play next game, then it's an issue. Well, what I think it is, to your point, you can't play them both at the same time. At least we've seen it, what, like two games, one game? I think it was the Clippers game where they both played. And that's all we have to go off of. So it's like you can't yeah. – th- that's not a trend or anything. But it didn't look good. We do know that. <laughs> so it might be one of those things where Monty Williams is going to have Terrence Ross come in and Ish Wainwright come in for about three or four games. And he's going to try TJ Warren, and he's just going to kind of play the hot hand. Because that that's why I want to – like I will be paying massive attention to these rotations moving forward. Like at one point tonight, it was Cameron Payne, Damian Lee, Ish Wainwright, Terrence Ross and Jock Landell. Like, I'll ask you in true Mandalorian fashion, is this the way? Like, that's not a good backup lineup, is it? No, um, I was going to pay attention too, but I'm like, I don't know if you can take it seriously till KD gets back. Yeah, true. You know Very what I mean? True. Like, Very I was true. seriously going to track minutes tonight and be like, all right, this guy's playing this. I was like, well, when KD comes back, then they have to figure it out again. So I'd just be wasting time. So I just got on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I, I think it's I think we have to wait and see, dude. I Monty has a lot on his plate. A lot. He does, man. He does. Yeah. And I like I wrote a piece for Brightside about how it's like, dude, all of the all the pressure now is on Monty Williams. Because he's yeah. got this amazing yeah. lineup now, you know, with, with with two future Hall of Famers, Devin and then two other future Hall of Famers and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. So you gotta <laughs> Listen, I see the people in the chat. Like, I trust me, I ride DA harder than anybody. I get it. But, like, he does have, with great power comes great responsibility. And he has great power. We just need to see the responsibility. Too late. Uh, yeah, no, just it's not kidding. too late. He's on year I one know. of a five year contract. Here comes the pain. It's about goddamn time. Cameron Payne plays for the first time in 21 games. 16 minutes was five of nine from the field, including three of five from beyond the arc. Had 14 points, had four rebounds. Matthew, how many assists did our backup point guard have? Oh, he had zero, right? Zero assists. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, Cameron it. Payne. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he had, well, he was moving the ball around. Right when he came he in, was. they were moving the ball. He actually had, um, it wasn't really from him, but I mean, he was setting guys up in a way where DA was open at the end of it. Um mm-hmm. It just looked nice. He was moving the ball around pretty well. Uh, he had a little bit of those little layups by the rim where he knows he's going to get blocked, but throws it up anyways because nothing else is there. But overall, it was a good game. I mean, he did the Mikhail Bridges sign for the three. Yes. I think that's a that's a thing they all did. I think Mikhail started it, right? But he can still do it. He can still carry it on. Is that an okay thing? Are we okay with that? I'm okay with it. Okay. It still hurts a little it. bit, honestly. I'll allow it. Um, I think him being back healthy is nice, but then also he did tweak his ankle look like um he he was kind of grimacing really? a little bit. yeah so on the he hit that big three 
And then on the um, ESPN broadcast, they said like, it looked like he tweaked his ankle. They zoomed in on him and he was like, kind of like, ah, oh, like that. I'm like, great. So I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, like you said, in the beginning of the pod, a lot of this rests on pain. It really does, man. If we have him healthy, um, he gets the, he's the solid backup point guard we need. And he can play with Chris Paul. He can play with Devin Booker. He can play with all of them. So it's nice to have him back, man. We missed him. And I was super excited for him to come back. I know KD wasn't playing tonight, but I was like, you know, what? I'm really excited to see Cameron Payne. Me too. It was great to see him out there. He was, you know, when you have those lower extremity injuries, and that's the challenge he's had the last two seasons. Last year, it was a hamstring and an ankle. This one's like an ankle slash foot. But having him back out there is something that is highly, just, it's needed for the Suns, right? He's got the energy. He's screaming. And he, we're, we're getting the whole campaign experience tonight. Like you said, doing the three thing. Uh, every team needs a guy like him. And he's the guy the opposing fan base hates, and and he's R. And it was good to see him back out there. And, and he's the guy who gets the crowd going. Because if you think back to that 2021 playoff run, campaign was the one who got that crowd going multiple times, man. You need him for more than more than just assists. I honestly believe that. And I hope there is no validity to a, a hurt ankle or he tweaked it. Because that's what happened last time. I think he came back for one game against Cleveland, and boom, he was out 21 yeah. games again. So it's like he's really been out for like 30-something games. It's been half the season that we haven't had Cameron fucking Payne. So, yeah, I guess it was the other foot, though. Okay, that's, that's good. Raised, yeah. Okay, okay, that's good. So we'll, we'll see moving forward. And again, we'll continue to monitor kind of the substitution patterns of Monty Williams moving forward. Uh, let's see. What else do I got in my notes? Oh, I think we have somebody hanging out on the subreddit, huh? <laughs> the Sun's Jam Session subreddit stakeout. So Matthew was hanging out and he had his hat on backwards. Uh, what was that? A- oh. What, what was, was that one? one uh, what was that one cartoon where the guy had like the hat and it like covered his nose? It went below his nose. Do you remember that? Was it uh was it started with a D or something, right? Dilfer or something? Dilf- I yeah, I know I know what you're talking. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Dipshit. It was dipshit. It was DeAndre. <laughs> that was it. It was DeAndre. DeAndre. <laughs> yes. It's his fault. What were um, they saying on the subreddit for the uh the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight? It was a lot of complaints. Um I believe was, that. Yeah, it was mostly just the disrespect they get. Um yeah, we've been you know, there, huh? How, I mean, for the Suns to get the jump shot fouls, they're like, how many jump shot fouls are the rest going to call? I mean, it started out basically that way where Booker got a few where I'm like, what? Like, he was kind of just in maybe because he missed it or something, but the ref gave him like there a were, There were some late ones. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Those are respect calls. Very fishy. We've never guess, those. We're not used to that, though, right? I don't know how to I don't react. know what to do with them. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what to do with I guess them. You, I, guess you, I guess after those, you go to the free throw line and you shoot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, some pain love. I really can't believe pain became uh, something in this league. He was uh, so hard to watch as on the thunder That's and right. he was for sure. Um, so they were saying as it went down, just like, Oh yeah, good for him. Good for that guy. So like, wait, is that the same pain? Cause they didn't recognize him. A lot of them. Oh, cool. I swear to God, if we breathe on the sun's player, it's a foul, bro. What does Giddy need to do to get the fucking call? So Giddy, Giddy was technical. getting hacked a lot. He was. He wasn't getting anything. And you can tell by the end of the, uh, the game, he was just kind of like, fuck, I don't know what to do near the rim. <laughs> He's yeah. getting blocked. Just and that's all layups. he was doing was attacking the rim. <laughs> I know. You know, he'll he'll get there. Um, campaign, um, getting the worst, setting the worst screens. And then uh, Dort, Giddy are some fucking bricklayers. I think towards the end of the game, like they just couldn't. They were hot there for a little bit. Dort was. Yeah. And uh, 
few of the other dudes. They uh, what was the guy's name? It's such a weird name. I don't know why. I uh, can't they remember. were all named Williams. Yeah, <laughs> everyone on their team was named. It was Jalen Williams, Jalen Williams, Jalen Williams. Like it was like watching a two K team. Isaiah Joe. Oh, Isaiah <laughs> such Joe. Such a weird name, dude. Isaiah yeah. Joe. He gets he this Jack Taylor Award for the guy who comes out of nowhere and scores a shit ton of points on you. So. Isaiah Joe in this game, uh, a career high because it always happens against the Sun Band. We we are like yeah. the heavyweight champions of guys going getting their career high. He was eleven of seventeen from the field, six of twelve from beyond the arc, had twenty eight points and seven total rebounds. Isaiah Joe, Jack Taylor Award winner Insane, tonight, ladies dude. and gentlemen, dude, where'd that guy come from? Marshall, just counting off. <laughs> no, <laughs> and that, that was it, man. They said the University of Arkansas. Oh, was it? Um, yeah. That's all I had. A lot of it was seriously just ref shit. And I believe it. I believe we've been there, man. We've been there. We're Suns fans. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. All right. Uh, before we get to the jam star, is there anything else that you have in your notes? Let me take a look. Um, uh, Jock had a better game. A little bit better. A little, little bit better, but when you're playing the Thunder, I mean, fuck, you better grab those boards. And uh, yeah, well, there's one thing I have in my notes, and we'll miss him. We do miss him. It's good to see him. The Sarge Smoke Break. Yeah, falling on the floor. Falling on the floor. Da went right through him on a play. It was amazing. <laughs> He, he just did. took the ball. Yeah. Dario starts just trying to grab the ball oh, from DA and like so force a tie up. And I, we've never seen DA like go into Demarcus Murray, just like plow through people like he used to <laughs> the Cowboys. And that's what he did. He's like, oh, it's Dario. Just boom. Dunk. Yeah. I was like, um, oh, wow. You know, it's uh, it's 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 hard to see him play. I thought he was going to have a little bit of a comeback there. He had a big three and then he, he got did the hit line. a three. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, he's the one that got Jock back into it by giving him an and one. Yes, so I'm like, did. oh my Jock and one. I'm like, oh, of course it's on Dario. <laughs> of course, <why> would <laughs> of course it? It is. And he went through him too. Was, oh, yeah. Good, old Dude, Dario. Was, good to see you, brother. I don't miss that guy, man. I, Mikhail gets all the love, but I miss Dario too. Well, man. W- one of the things I said, uh, I, put, I put in my notes, uh, Return of Dario, why it still probably hasn't hit us that KD is a son. Has it hit you that Dario isn't? Has it ever? No. <laughs> or will it ever? <laughs> will it ever? <laughs> will it ever? Get a tribute too to him. See yeah. yeah, yeah. So good. I was watching. I was watching the PHNX podcast yesterday, and Saul was saying, "He's like, how do you put together a tribute video of Dario Saric?" And Fall then I the saw floor, the tribute dude. video. It's just him, just like fadeaways and falling on the floor. Right on there's the float, Dario on the float. That's how the song was. So Dario. So uh, a, yeah, a couple of things that I had in the. Uh, in my notes, and these are fun topics of conversation. Thunder, Rockets, or Magic? Who's got next? Who do you like more? Thunder, so who, Rockets. Who, so who do you think is going to be better, and who do you like more? Of the Thunders, so, Rockets, and Magic. Those are kind of like the three perennial. They're the teams that were like yeah. the Suns, the uh, the Kings, and who was the other team that was always hanging out with us at the fucking in the cellar? Was it Memphis? Memphis, yep. Yeah. Those are the three teams that kind of we all were drafting down in the low parts of the lottery together, and we're kind of on the come up. Now it's going to be the Rockets, the Magic, and the Thunder. Who do you got? 
You know what? The Rockets, to me, though, have a really good chance of getting Wemben Yama. Then with the mm-hmm. Spurs, they're probably going to get him. Um, so if you're talking about a better future, I would say them. Okay. Um, just because of that fact. But And who do man, you like the most? I like Orlando. Okay. I think they're a rookie over there. I know he's out. But I think they have something really special over there with that team. They surprised a lot of people this year. But um, good young talent. I can't name any of them. Um, so <laughs> I'm all trying to put I, this together. I can't, man. They're good. Yeah, you know what? I'm not good with names. I'm good with just um, the sweat stains on the butt cracks. Is it? Yeah, and DeAndre. So I think, you know, answering the same thing, I'll go with who I like. Wait, are these questions you came up with or who uh-huh. asked these? No, I, I came oh, up with okay. these. Um, I, okay. Um, so I think that – I think the Rockets are no because I think there's too many egos on that. Like, I feel like that's a team. They're really good at offense. So we know that. The Suns have played them three times this this season. We've lost two of those games. But, like, you got Jalen – I always forget which Jalen it is. Jalen Smith. Is it Jalen Smith? Mm-hmm. You got Jalen Smith. And, yeah, like, I just – I feel like there's too many egos. Everyone's trying to be Jordan on that team. And that never works, right? What's interesting about the Thunder and what makes them a viable threat moving forward is Giddy's good, dude. SGA is a fucking all-star. I mean, of, of these three teams, only one has an all-star and it's SGA. But Giddy is the perfect guy to be next to SGA because he's a great distributor. He's long and he can get to the basket. Jalen Williams, the local kid from Perry High School, he's really good. He's a good offensive player too. And they have – and they're good at defense. So yeah, I think that yeah. they might be the next team that's coming up. And they also have all of their assets. But I'm with you. I love Orlando. I love Paolo Bancaro. I love Jalen Suggs. Uh, I love uh, uh, Franz Wagner. You know, like, I like I like what they have. They might be, like, they're like the Thunder on the Eastern Conference side. The other thing about the Thunder is, like, they have Chet Holgram, who didn't even play it all this year. Yeah. So you don't even yeah. know and what Poku. you have. And they got Poku's Poku. been here, too. Poku's you know, been so, playing. He was playing pretty good. But, but you got um, both of those guys, and Orlando's kind of the same way. They got Markel Fultz. Uh, it's interesting, though. They got rid of Mo Bamba, and they've, like, sucked since then. Yeah, um, they're, like, one year away. I think the Thunder, of course, next year. I mean, they can be a playoff team this year, the, too. Yeah, agreed. They, they're, but, they are um, a they have a hard. I think they have a hard second-half schedule. Um, obviously, they play the Suns three more times, so that's pretty tough on their end. Um, SGA, though, man, like... The thing is, it's funny because he's like an all-star and then all of a sudden it's like no one gives a fuck. He's an all-star. Like, I don't know if you want to talk about the all-star game and how weird it is where these guys complain about getting in the all-star game and then they just don't care. I mean, like, I, the game sucks, obviously. It's not good. But it's um, not good. I just, it's such a weird thing where we're not going to talk about it, obviously, next week because there's going to be so much good basketball within the next week. But it's a weird thing that these guys are just, no one, no one cares about anything like you get yeah. these young kids out there that watch the show you want to be an nba superstar but you get there and they're still just disappointed and they're still just like fucking like not happy with anything they do unless they win a championship that's all that matters well that's correct but that's just like you just defined america man like it's the richest com- country in the history of countries and like everybody's depressed and popping xanax pills but that's a conversation for another i time. wish i had one of those tonight dude. yeah oh, yeah me too that would make me fall asleep right xanax it probably it probably would have been better yeah than i took shit. one of those i fell asleep right away huh <laughs> what um this was a good podcast <laughs> i thought this was awesome the, the oklahoma city thunder have the 24th uh hardest strength of schedule left strength of schedule left the suns oh. have number number two <laughs> Number two for oh, us, man. and so let, let's go ahead and and we'll, we'll, 
yeah, there's going to be a lot of things that need to happen. But let's let, let's hand out some uh, hardware. Jam star of the game. Jam star of the game. Jamsters, hit the like button while you're hanging out with us. Let us know in the chat who your jam star of the game is. And if you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Matthew, who's your podcast? Yeah, to DeAndre Aiden. <laughs> I'll second. I'm going to do it. Those two blocks, fucking great. Uh, they were, they were, they were Thanks sick. for trying out there, man. Love it, dude. I love this guy. I really do. I'm really excited for him. <laughs> My head just like turns around. I was <laughs> 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 like fucking possessed over here. <laughs> flames start like your your microphone just turns to flames. <laughs> um, I'm going with campaign. It's good to have campaign back. Oh yeah, good yeah. to see him play with the aggression. Good to see him be effective out there. Good to see him yelling and screaming, get that crowd going. It was fantastic. I I enjoyed that. So, next up for the Phoenix Suns, who doggy? We've got a game that oh, doesn't man. have a graphic. Nope. Me bad. Mm. Uh-oh. Uh oh. We're playing Jay Crowder on Sunday, man. Yeah, Jay Crowder. So Giannis, we'll see. Giannis had the wrist injury at the All Star game. Played the one second. And then he played today, and it looked like he tweaked his kneecap a little bit, and he yeah, walked he off the again. court. So it's going to be interesting. I don't know if he'll be available to play, but the Suns are starting a four-game road trip. It's 11 a.m. Arizona time on Sunday against the Milwaukee Bucks. That's a good team, man. They've won 13 in a row. Do they make it 14 in a row against the Suns? Oh, yeah, yeah maybe. I don't know. I think well, without Giannis there, man. I mean, without Giannis, it's a win. With Giannis... I don't even know. It's probably gonna be a loss. I'm mean, I'm I'm nervous to see Trey Jay Crowder, dude. I'm nervous. What's gonna happen well, between him and the teammates and coach? So Monty? did you see him play today? I did a little bit, yeah. Like, how is it coming out of the All Star break? We're going on like the former Suns Revenge Tour. Like, we play Sarich tonight, and then we play uh, Crowder, and like yeah. we play the Nets <laughs> yeah. next Wednesday. I'd be like, what the fuck? Uh, did we it play was, the Nets again? No, no, we've already played them twice. Oh, this year. I was like, better not. It's like, no, I can't handle it. <laughs> I'm just not there yet. No, not you yet. Know? Um, what'd you think of Jay out there? It's fine. I mean, the the parts I saw, he hit a three pointer, and then the next part he ran down the court in the corner, and then the next part he like ran um on the other side of the three point line, and he stood there, and then um. Drew Holiday hit a three, and then he started celebrating and stuff. So he's excited to be out there. Milwaukee gave him the standing ovation, which is yep. nice, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm just interested to see how he reacts body language with that team. I know it's basically him and ownership or whatever that had mm-hmm. the issues. So I, it's just weird. This whole season was weird with him. So it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be. I want to see. Weird. I want to see how the Suns attack him because you know he's somebody who hasn't been playing a bunch. You know that he could potentially become the pigeon out there. But it was good to see him out there. Like, I love Jay Crowder, man. Like, he was a big part of this team's success. You know, it's like going back and the the 06 or the 0405 Suns, right? After the 0405 Suns, like, they got rid of Quentin Richardson. I love Quentin Richardson the rest of his career, man, because he meant something to that team. Jay Crowder is the same thing. He was memeable. He had, you know, Salsa Jay. I have no ear regards for that guy. It sucks that he went to the fucking Bucks. Seeing him mm-hmm. and Javon Carter out there kind of hurt my feelings tonight. I was watching the game before the Suns game on ESPN, and then I switched over, and I saw Javon Carter out there, and he's wearing number five. I'm like, oh, C5, it doesn't have the same ring to it. And Bossman 99, I'm like, look at all these fucking former Suns. And then I, then, then I tune into our game. I'm like, hey, look at all these former Thunder players playing against the Thunder. You know, you got mm-hmm. 
you got campaigns out there, CP3, Katie's on the sideline. I'm like, oh, it's just a bunch of old Thunder guys. Yeah, it's going to be. It's it here? No, it's uh, it's in Milwaukee. It's the first game oh, of okay. a four-game road trip. So we play them. We play Charlotte. We play – I don't remember after that. See, I thought the, the game that Katie's coming back was the first game. So I don't know. That, that'll be in Charlotte at 5 p.m. Okay. our time. Okay. Yeah. Um, of course, he probably comes back for that game because it's the cool thing to do. Um, but we have to wait till after this game. And yep, the whole thing with Jay, man, is he'll probably hit the, <laughs> the game time or the uh, the game winning shot or, or, or a big I one, hope right? Not. Or a big, yeah, one. he probably will. That's just how it happens, but we'll get over it. Uh, last thing I had on, uh, I have period before I want to get out of here. I just looked at my notes real quick. Uh, OKC Thunder, and I've said this in the past, worst logo in the NBA ever. Really bad. It's the worst really one, bad. right? Is there anyone yeah. that's worse? Is there anything no. that's even supposed to be in worse? Even like doing the graphic or whatever, I'm like, this yes. is fucking ugliest shit. It's gross. And they have it's way like, too many colors. This. I never went that deep into it. And I know you've always said it. And their uniforms are just as bad. Um, yeah. The ones they wore tonight were really bad. We're really bad. Yeah. I don't know what they do with that. They just got to go back to the Sonics. Well, and then they have the, the, we have dark blue and light blue. And we have like orange. And we also have red. And I just like white. <laughs> yeah. No, just, yeah, be the Sonics. So anything else you want to add to that, Matthew? No, um, I think this was a really good pod. It's good to be back, Jamsters. And uh, let's enjoy the ride. Like, let's lighten up a little bit. You know? I know. Take a Xanax, guys. Get rid of that tension, Chill. man. Jeez, just fucking go get a massage yeah. or something. But on that note, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. You can follow me at Darth Voida. You can follow the show at Suns Jam. You can read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. And you can follow Matthew. I'm at this and uh, we'll see you come Sunday, Sunday afternoon affair. You looking forward to that? Yeah, I like the earlier ones on the weekend. Get it out of the way. Sunday nights are hard. Sunday's scary is all that shit. So nice. Get it out of the way. I like it. <laughs> right. Well, uh, it's, it's Friday night. And my beer's empty. So I'm going to go get another one. All right. Go home and uh, DeAndre and your family. Just not give a shit. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs>